You're listening to the Vaddy Longmuir podcast, episode number four. Welcome to the Vaddy Longmuir podcast, and as you may have guessed, I'm your host, Vaddy. Since stepping away from the nine to five world back in 2009, I've been a creative director, illustrator, artist, business mentor, and coach to fellow creative types. The intention with this podcast is to offer a fresh perspective about what it really means to be a working creative. I'll offer some simple strategies to add a little more joy to your days and share stories and insights from my own lessons learned, often the hard way, from over a decade of being my own boss. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, guys. It is great to have you here. This week on the podcast, I want to talk to you about a concept that I came up with recently through my own life and a problem that I was experiencing in my day-to-day life, and I would love to share it with you here today. It has quite literally transformed my days, so I'm super excited to share it with you. This concept is called the lunchbox method. Now, let me take you back to how this concept actually came about for me. I found that in the mornings, I was trying to cultivate a morning routine for myself. I really loved the idea of having some ritual around my mornings and a routine that allowed me to start my days with intention and the minimal amount of stress. What I found having two young kids at home is that there was just never enough time to get everything done that needed to be done in the mornings. It was super stressful for me and also for my two kids. I wanted to have time for all the things that were important to me in the morning and all the things that had to be done before I got the two boys out to school in the morning. So some of these things that I really wanted to include were my morning meditation practice my morning journaling practice. I also wanted to do some type of exercise early in the morning. I know my days are always so much more productive when I get to move my body first thing in the morning. So these things were super important to me. But then there were the must-dos as well that come along with being a mum of two school-aged boys. So I would have to make their lunches. I would have to make their breakfasts. There would be homework to do and reading to do. And there would be permission slips to fill out and birthday invitations to RSVP to. In amongst all this, my mum would inevitably call on FaceTime to have a chat with us whilst I'm trying to make breakfast, sign these permission slips. One's looking for shoes and the other one's looking for a school t-shirt. It was just chaotic and we were all so stressed out. I realised that even if I got up at 4am there would still never be enough time to get everything done before we had to get out the door and get to school on time. So I started to think about what could I do the night before to reduce some of this stress and anxiety that was happening every single day before we had to get out to school. Now, some of the things had to be done in the morning, like my morning meditation. I can't really do that the night before, or it's not a morning meditation. Things like the boys' breakfast. Nobody really wants to have soggy cereal that was made the night before. And also, they had to get dressed in the morning. Although, in saying that, my youngest son, Noah, did make a suggestion that he could just put his school uniform on before he went to bed. 
rather than his pyjamas and that way he wouldn't have to get dressed in the morning. Which I was very happy that he was being creative with his suggestions and how we could perhaps get around the stress of the morning routine but it was perhaps just a stretch too far for us. There was a lot I realised though, other than these things, that could be done the night before. And the two most obvious things to me was to make their school lunches the night before and to get their school uniforms ready the night before as well. Now, I know to some of you this might seem like a super obvious solution to the problem we were having. And it does seem super obvious to me now that I'm actually doing it and living it. But at the time, this seemed like such a new concept and it was a total game changer for me. Now our mornings look something like this. I set my alarm for 6.30. I get up to my 15 minute meditation in the morning and I write in my journal whilst my coffee is being made in the kitchen. I make brekkie when the boys get up around 7, 7.15 and then they get dressed with the uniform that's laid out on their bedroom floor and then we are up and out the door and off to school with minimal stress. Now, a little side note, one of the things that I've actually been able to do the night before is actually get my coffee ready. So I got a coffee machine that I can program. So effectively, I make my coffee the night before too. It's funny because the boys joke and they say it's like having our own live-in housekeeper. So when I finish my meditation, my coffee's there ready for me. And it feels so luxurious. It does really feel abundant and it's something really, really small, but makes a massive difference to, to how our morning starts. Seeing the difference that this made to our mornings, I started to think of ways that I could apply what I call the lunchbox method to other areas in my life. Because here's what it was actually doing for us. It was taking away the need for us to be reactionary and instead putting me in control of my day before it even got started. This idea of the lunchbox method was also really important to me as a parent. Now, my ex-husband and I co-parent our kids and there are inevitably times when there's something that they need, like a pair of certain sports shoes and they're at dad's house. Planning the morning the night before has really let us fix any problems or any issues that there may be without there being this deadline of the school bell at 9am upon us. For example, if my youngest son Noah needed those sports shoes and we realised the night before, then we could easily fix that with minimal stress the night before. We could either swing by dad's place, which is just a five minutes drive away, and we could pick them up, or dad could drop it off at our house on his way to work early the next morning. So it meant that we weren't running about trying to find them 10 minutes before we had to be out the door and at school. With our kids having two family homes, it was super important to us as co-parents that they never felt that there was this immense amount of pressure put on them to have all the logistics down. You need to plan for things and even as adults, it can be quite overwhelming. And neither of us wanted to feel like there was this burden of responsibility put on them at such a young age just because mum and dad chose to live in separate houses. So what did the lunchbox method mean for our mornings? It meant we had so much more time and space before we had to be out the door to school. 
we would be able to sit and eat breakfast on the deck and in the summer we could even leave the house early and have a walk on the beach before school which we could never have even contemplated before with all the madness. So now when my mum would FaceTime us from Scotland, we were actually able to have a normal conversation and a chat with her and not be running around yelling at each other the whole time. Applying the lunchbox method transformed how we started each day and planning ahead of time for what needed to be done means that there are just no nasty surprises. I used to think that being so organised meant that there was no opportunity to be spontaneous. But what I have found is that the opposite is actually true. Planning ahead and being organised means that it gives us back so much more of the time that we would otherwise be spending just stressed out and hurried. Now, some of you may be saying, but doesn't that mean that you're just always in planning mode and you're always thinking ahead and you're never actually in the moment? The short answer is no, because planning for what's going to happen actually lets me enjoy it so much more when it's happening in real life. For example, planning my kid's birthday party, that's stuff that has to be done. Planning things around his birthday is stuff that I inevitably have to do so I can either choose to do it ahead of time with lots of space, or I can do it at the last minute and be super stressed about it. It might be planning your travel and accommodation for a trip that's coming up. Now you're going to have to get on a plane or on a train or rent a car or or organise some kind of travel. And you're going to have to find some type of accommodation, whether it's a hotel or an Airbnb. Being able to do these things ahead of time lets you enjoy the going to the airport and being on the plane and arriving at your hotel and it means that you're not so reactionary and you can actually be so much more in the moment. Another example is planning and recording these podcasts. Now I could be planning and recording these the day before they're due to be published and go live but I choose to do it ahead of time so I know that they're done and I can focus my attention and energy on other things. It also helps me keep super accountable for sending these podcasts out every single week. By putting these deadlines on myself ahead of time, I know that I can tick them off and that they will be done and I can count on myself for actually doing it and following through with something that's super important to me without all the stress and anxiety that comes with working right up to that very last second. With these examples, there are elements that have to be planned and they have to be decided, regardless of whether you choose to do them a month in advance or the day or sometimes even the hour before. But the difference is that when I plan ahead of time, I get to enjoy them so much more when they come around. Also with things like planning trips and holidays or birthday celebrations, by planning ahead of time, we get to enjoy them for a longer period of time. Let me explain this in a bit more detail. The human brain doesn't actually know the difference between what is our reality and what we're imagining in our mind. It doesn't know whether or not something is actually real. So in other words, it can't tell the difference between something that you're thinking about or something that's actually happening. As incredible as that sounds, it's absolutely true. When you spend some time thinking and planning and daydreaming about the things you're excited to do, 
then you create the same reactions in your body as you do when you're actually doing the thing. You produce the same vibrations in your body when you're planning the holiday, when you're searching for the Airbnbs, which is something I spend a lot of time doing. It's one of my favorite pastimes. When you're looking at flights, when you're reading travel magazines or you're looking up reviews online, you get the same enjoyment out of the holiday planning as you do when you're physically on the trip. So the way I look at it is the lunchbox method not only reduces the need to be so reactionary and reduce the level of stress in my body, but it also multiplies the amount of joy and satisfaction that I can experience from any one single event. So where can you implement the lunchbox method in your life? What can you do today with ease that will afford you more space and more energy tomorrow. It might be spending an hour doing admin and emails this evening when the kids go to bed so you can be offline all day tomorrow and work on that creative project that needs your full attention and full focus. It might be planning and preparing dinner for tomorrow so you can enjoy the time with your kids after school when they come home. To give you an example of my life at the moment, for me, I've scheduled a hair appointment and decided on my outfit for an event that I'm attending on Friday evening. I've also scheduled in my calendar to book tickets to the ballet for my kid's birthday, to book the restaurant that he wants to go to, and I've also set a reminder to order the cake he wants the week before. Now, his birthday isn't for another five weeks yet, but it's so much fun getting to think about it and plan it now. And I love that knowing that when his birthday actually comes around in five weeks time, I won't be stressing about all the things on the to-do list and I'll actually be able to just be present and enjoy the celebrations right along with him. That's all for this week, folks. For updates, be sure and subscribe to my newsletter over at varylongmuir.com and follow me on Instagram at varylongmuir. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next week. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love for you to come check out my private coaching service for artists and creatives. Maybe you're struggling to commit to just one of the hundreds of ideas you have, or perhaps your confidence has taken a bit of a dive after that epic fail. Regardless of what you're struggling with, a single coaching session can give you the focus and clarity you need to make the next right move for you. Head on over to varylongmuir.com coaching for more information and to book your session.